Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. FM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. Is is my hair in place. Have I got a cute expression on my face and my shoes all shine? I'll try to keep in line when I'm dancing in the show tonight. Rocky will lay down a nice bass on this one. I think this is rock. It's tuba. It's too funny. It's tuba. This is great. in my chair. Welcome back to the Ryan Kelly Morning After. 105.7 HD2 FM, the pilot plant. TMASTL.com and the TMA app. Download that TMA app if you haven't. We've got app contest galore. You can podcast the show, listen to old shows, listen to Balloon Party, listen to uh, Tim McCrane's show. All of it right there. And you can also enter in to be the Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month on TMASTL.com. And uh, right now, we have the great Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic, presented oh. by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Good morning, JR. Good morning, boys. Good morning. I uh, suck. Hubbard Radio on my caller ID, and I said, it can't be TMA. They're calling on time. <laughs> oh, no. Come on. Don't put us on blast. So you're taking shots at the clock management. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Tim must not be there then, huh? <laughs> well, he's having a colonoscopy today, so he's just going to take this segment off. Otherwise, we have problems with the two different phone lines going at the same time. <laughs> yeah, just... How's it going? How's everybody doing? Good. How are you, JR? You were in Carolina yesterday, were you, today? I was not. No, I'm still in Calgary, right? For the, right. Well, you're in Calgary until the off season. Someone's got to go. Calgary. Yeah. No, I would hear at Centene. The Blues are going to practice uh, today, coming back from uh, Carolina after losing that third straight game last night. And who knows? Maybe it'll be another trade today. Uh, yes. The uh, you have an article written uh, yesterday about, and I'm gonna. I'm just gonna butcher the name here. But Timo Meyer. Did I, did I get yeah, it? Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. Yes, Timo Meyer. Uh, that that could be a good fit, and there's some interest there. Uh, tell the tell our listeners a little bit about what you've uh, you've concluded with the uh, Timo Meyer situation. So yeah, so 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 Timo Meyer is a player who uh, everybody around the NHL is paying attention to right now because he's a 26 year old forward, six one, 220 pounds. He's a three time 30 goal scorer. He'd be great for a lot of teams. Well, up until now, it's been New Jersey and Carolina that have been uh, in the headlines in terms of teams that are interested in him. 
those are two teams that are going to the playoffs, and they're hoping to add him before the trade deadline. The Blues are in a different situation, obviously not going to the playoffs, but in terms of a quick retool like Doug Armstrong's hoping to have, he feels like Timu Meyer uh, could be a guy. So we had a source confirm that uh, the Blues have reached out to San Jose about Timu Meyer, but here's the situation. He's a restricted free agent, and he could be anywhere in the 9 to $10 million neighborhood. The Blues don't have a lot of salary cap, so it would take a lot of cap gymnastics for this to work, but we kind of present it in our article today uh, in terms of the Blues' interest and, and how they could try to make it work. So kind of big news that uh, the Blues have even reached out because he is so expensive, but he is the type of player who you could put with Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas, and turn this thing around a lot quicker than maybe some suspect it'll be. Didn't they clear out a lot of salary cap room with Tarasenko and O'Reilly leaving? They did, but those guys uh, were in the last year of their contract, so their money wasn't going to count towards next year anyway. So next year what happens is both uh, Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas jumped from their $2.8 million to 8.125. So you go from basically about $5 million total for those two up to over $16 million. So basically it's a wash because the Tarasenko and O'Reilly money comes off the books, but the Cairo and Thomas money gets added to it. Huh. It, it seems like they haven't really got their money's worth yet from those two guys. Kyrie's putting up some numbers, but Thomas, not much. What am I missing there? What he, I, I can see that he's a good player, but he doesn't produce a whole lot of goals. Yeah, no, it's a situation, I think, with both of those guys where it's based on projection. And, you know, granted, they had good seasons last season. I think that's what led Doug Armstrong to believe that they could be those types of players. But, Doug, it's a good point. But the trend here in the NHL, what's happening is, if you're in if you're in Calgary and you have a Matthew Kachuk, if you guys if you don't get those guys signed early before the last year of their contract, then you risk the potential of them saying, "Hey, I want out of here," and, and Matthew Kachuk, like he did, going to uh, Florida. So it's a situation where Cairo and Thomas Doug Armstrong wanted to get them both signed a year early, so he signed them to those big contracts last year. It's been a tough season for the Blues. You see Tarasenko leave, O'Reilly leave, and people are like, why did they give all this money to, to Cairo and Thomas? It's kind of the going rate for these types of players. And then when you couple that with the fact that these GMs want to get these guys signed a year early, it, it's, it really is a belief system. It's, it's believing in these players that can get it done. And, uh, you know, at the moment, uh, all you can do is talk about what kind of players they're going to be, and, and they haven't reached that potential yet. Jared, let me ask you, and I, I don't know who did the article. You may have done, done the article, but I remember reading a few years ago, there was an article on Stillman, uh, local owner, how he's at every game. He's walking around the corridor saying hi to people. Um, and I think the article said that the only way that Stillman makes money off this team is in the playoffs, that throughout the year it's kind of a wash, but getting in the playoffs, getting that playoff money and then the extra fans in there when the players aren't getting paid for the playoffs – that that's how he makes money. Is that true? Well, that's yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, I guess a little bit of explanation is that most teams operate that way where basically the regular season is going to be a wash, and when you make that money, it's going to be uh, basically at the gate and with the playoff money uh, in the postseason. It's anywhere, you know, the number that they used to use uh, several years ago was about $1.5 million per home game during the playoffs. That's why getting a round or two in the playoffs is so important. But, you know, Tom Stillman, and, and I've written it, uh, you know, has said in the past that, you know, they put together a pretty healthy budget for this team, but it is affordable 
And then if you can get into the playoffs, that's going to help the bottom line, obviously, with the organization. But it's not a situation where if you don't make the playoffs, you know, this ownership's going to be in trouble or anything like that. It's just the way that these businesses, these hockey teams have to operate is to count on that money in the postseason. Uh, but in the bottom line, it's not going to make or break them. It's just a big benefit the deeper you go in the playoffs. Okay. I don't know if, uh, you know, if they rebuild, they go two or three years missing the playoff, what that's going to do to him. It, it's it's a great point. You know, you know, two or three, four years of that would not be great for the organization, especially coming off of what they went through uh, with COVID. A lot of teams around the NHL had to take out loans that were kind of set up through the NHL uh, to help them make it through. And I believe the Blues were one of those teams. They'll be paying back those loans for quite a while. So certainly if you could have a difference between making the playoffs for the next three or four years, uh, it's going to make a, a pretty significant difference, but uh, it's not going to be a situation where this ownership would have to sell or anything like that just because they're going through a rebuild now. Jeremy Rutherford at The Athletic joining us right now, presented to you by Ever- Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. You can send in two-part questions on the Engineered Design Facilities text inbox. we got one right here. What? Serious question for JR. Do the Blues really think Jordan Cairo is a cornerstone core player for the future? I just don't see it. I think he's a problem. Thanks. That comes from Grandpa Whistlesnout. Oh. <laughs> well, it's a fair question, but here's the thing. Unless you're drafted in the top four, five, six players in the draft, or you're coming in as a generational type player like a Sidney Crosby or a Connor McDavid, none of these guys are surefire guarantees, especially you look at a Jordan Cairo. He was a second-round pick, so you're, you're talking, I think he was 33-ish, somewhere in there. And so Jordan Cairo comes in, and it takes him a few years to get, a, you know, get his feet going. And then Craig Bruby has to find trust in him, and then he becomes a pretty good player, and he leads the team in scoring and points last year, and so you sign him to that big contract. Well, now everybody's got the eyes on him. Now he's got to become that player because if he doesn't, then the Blues are in a, in a peck of trouble because of all the money they've committed to him. And also what happens is a lot of times with these skilled, quick, fast, offensive-minded players, they don't play defense. And we've seen that with Jordan Cairo. It's tough to depend on him defensively. But eventually sometimes these players that comes along as they get into the league and and realize the importance so is he a cornerstone player i think he's got that great game breaking potential he's got the type of skill that he can lead your team in scoring every year but i think people are going to want to see the work ethic and they're going to want to see that defensive responsibility so uh, as we said doug armstrong's committed the 65 million dollars to both he and robert thomas and you want to talk about make or break that's what's going to make or break this Blues organization, how these two turn out. Uh, we got another two-part question here. They're coming in fast and furious on the Engineer Design Facilities text inbox. Uh, first part, uh, is Brad Boyd a potential pickup if Army oh, can't deal Pareko <laughs> for a new washing machine? And two, do you have any gripes about the current state of grocery Swanson's chicken broth packaging? Mm. Ken thought it was important <laughs> enough to hijack the segment on the mm. topic, so we'd love your thoughts. That's from Carlos Spicy Wiener. Yeah. Oh, well, great. Well, what kind of washer and dryer are we talking about? Are we going uh, front loader? Are we going top loader? Because that's going to be a big part in that Preco trade that you right. propose. I would say front loader so you could stack them. Yeah, stackables. Shadow uh, points discounter. Are, <laughs> are people, uh, I heard uh, after years and years, people are down on the uh, the front loaders. Doug? Well, I'm not down on them. <laughs> I tell you, I got this. this I, th- I think they're okay. I got this app because I live in an apartment, so I don't have a washer dryer hookup, which sucks. It does. I hate the laundromat. <laughs> but I'm on this app. It's kind of like the old Wish app. It's called Timu. Uh, Timo Meyer. He's it, it's kind of like you can get stuff for cheap. But they had a, a portable washing machine. 
it's like it's like it comes in a box and it's circular, but it's small where you can fit maybe 10, 12 pairs of underwear in there, four or five shirts. And you just put it in, you turn on it, it, it washes, it spin dries it. It's like four ninety five. Wow. You're happy. Oh, with wow. that. <laughs> but Clip off JR saying wow. But there's but there's no dryer. Oh. So I would have to wash them and then hang them up somewhere outside to, to dry. Well, sure. But man, that'd be cool if they did a dryer like that. I could get a wash and a dryer that I could you do like put, ten things at a time. Just put them in the stove. Like four ninety five. <laughs> Dry them off in the stove. <laughs> in the stove. Yeah, Let's away. bring back the clothesline. Yeah. Let's have the uh, clothesline I, running at the. Apartment. I used to do that when I lived in Bermuda because you get that nice sea breeze, that nice fresh yeah. air on your. I'd wash them and then I'd hang them outside on my patio. Uh, <laughs> Jr., we got a question here from the sponsor of this segment, Mark Cannon of Evergreen yeah, Wealth Strategies. Mark, Mark. Uh, he said, "Ask." Uh, if the Blues deal Thomas Grice, is Greg Millen available for the rest of the season? Oh, for heaven's <laughs> sakes, he played in the 80s. I think he's in the media now. Yeah, it was the 80s, right, uh, right yeah. Doug? So mm-hmm. um, as I see it, I've talked to a lot of executives in the past couple of days about uh, what would happen if they did move Thomas Grice, and I, I have not heard Greg Millen's name from any of those executives in the, in the past not. couple of days. Probably I not. think there's a, there's a better choi- chance that uh, – there's a name, Joel Hofer. He's in the minor leagues. He's the next in line on the depth chart to be the backup goaltender. And, and I would think that Hofer, a younger guy than Millen, would have a better chance to be the backup if indeed they do move Bryce. That's according to multiple sources in the past couple of days. Millen could almost be his grandfather. I suppose it's possible. Or great grandfather. Yeah, yeah, it's either one is possible. Yeah. Well, maybe we can bring Jamie Rivers back. Uh, JR, in the offseason, could the Blues explore adding some grit and gumption? With Sandpaper. A, yeah, with a Denny Chase type or perhaps Mike Eastwood. Also, do you miss the purple and blue seats that used to be at the Savas Center? Thanks. That's from Mitch. To me, it meant being somebody in a neighborhood full of nobody's Cumstein. Oh. <laughs> I actually do miss the purple seats, but not because they're purple. I miss them because uh, it seems like each uh, time that they build a new arena, the seats get smaller and smaller, unless there's another reason why that happens. But uh, the purple seats, I think, used to be about a quarter to half inch wider uh, than the current seats, and that's oh. according to my rear end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like the old arena where they're blue, and then the upper, or the, I think it was called the arena circle. Were yellow, way up top. And yeah. The middle section was yellow too. Yeah, the middle section was right below, right above the parquet. I think yeah. it's called the parquet, the uh, upper circle, lower circle, and then the uh, upper deck was blue. Boy, yeah. those were the good old days. <laughs> with, with all the smoke uh, bellowing through. Oh the yeah. Mm. Oh my God! You'd go up there. They had the mini boxes which the kids could uh, sit in. It went so you kneel and you could sit in it, but it was up by the media level. And man, every Dan Kelly, everybody would come out at intermission to smoke a cigarette. That place looked like there's a fog machine going through we, there. I've often thought we were yeah. so lucky to get out of there before the big fire, <laughs> with that wooden ceiling oh, and no no sprinkler system and narrow exit ways. That could have been the yeah. biggest disaster in American history if they had that it place caught on fire. And my favorite part, they'd actually put obstructed view on the ticket. So you'd get mm-hmm. your ticket for $7 and the words obstructed view would be on there. So could you imagine if uh, that's, uh, that was the case uh, these days with the new ticket? So yeah, yeah that, that was quite the place. Yeah, that was, uh, that was something. A yeah. couple more uh, two-parters here. Uh, this one seems somewhat serious. Hey, JR, how valuable are NHL draft picks? Is it comparable to the NFL where teams have to get the pick right? Or is it like the MLB slash NBA in terms of value where you don't build a team that way? That's from Rocky like Skuma. 
I like when you started out by saying this is somewhat serious. We got earlier questions about <laughs> milling and well, So what does uh, somewhat serious actually mean in this case? Well, sometimes <laughs> the text might start serious and then end a different way. <laughs> well, I think it's you look at the draft picks in the NHL. Look at 2006. The Blues drafted uh, Eric Johnson, and a couple picks later you had uh, Jonathan Taves go to the Blackhawks, and then the Blackhawks won uh, three Stanley Cups with Taves and Kane and those guys. So certainly picks matter, uh, but I think that um, two things. One is higher up in the draft, you got to get those right. First, second, third, fourth pick of the draft, you got to get that right. Uh, and then later on, if you can capitalize – on a later round pick, you look at Tyler Tucker. He's done a good job for the Blues as a rookie, and he's a seventh round draft pick. Sammy Blay, a sixth round draft pick. So if you can find some of those guys later in the draft, they're certainly going to help you out. But the things that are going to change things are up at the top, you know, a la an Eric Johnson, Jonathan Taves situation. And the Blues are kind of in the mix to get one of those spots up at the top, aren't they? It still happens. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, they are. Like, I think uh, I didn't look at the standings today, but I think yesterday they were uh, ninth worst record in the league. So you're looking at the ninth pick if the draft happened today. And if you can fall, if you, that's why teams tank. If you can get down to that uh, bottom five, you're in a position for the draft lottery in which you could uh, shoot up a couple spots to that number one and get a chance. So. I don't know what people are thinking about Blues losing these games, but uh, bottom line, it might end up helping them in the long run. Yeah, it would be exciting to see them lose about 17 in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't, uh... Just for the chance to have a, to win a lottery pick. <laughs> Didn't Eric Johnson date uh, Aaron Andrews for a period of time? What? I know there was a Ryan Johnson that played for the Blues that dated Aaron Andrews. I think that's probably the guy. Okay. That uh, Yeah, Ryan Johnson. Great guy, block shots. I used to go in the locker room, and he was one of those penalty killers, and uh, he'd take off his shin pads and his legs were literally purple yellow blue three shades of different colors from blocking all the shots and and then i saw he was dating aaron andrews i was like i think i want to get on that penalty kill and see if (laughs) i can uh, help out there he's married to Jarrett stoll right his dad is johnny johnson right of course believe Uh, so yeah final uh question for you here jr uh one partner hey jr long time texter first time listener any chance Christian Backman or Plowsy's boy Andy Roach can help us out on the blue line. Also, do you want to go see the band Bush with Iggy on Sunday? It's from Mrs. Mm. Janie Shannon. Yeah. Andy Roach, speaking of other things that were smoked at the old arena, oh. uh, Andy Roach, uh, a player for the Blues, I don't think he's going to be an option. And, of course, I would go to the concert with Iggy. Uh, I've never met. I've never met uh, Lisa Ann, though, so if there's any way she could fly into town, too, and the <laughs> hey. three of us go to the concert, that would be that would be incredible. That that think that, you can that make that happen, Iggy? No, she won't be going. Rita Ray Rocks will be there. You can meet her. Who the hell is Rita Ray Rocks? <laughs> Jr. Did you hear that? Rita Ray Rocks. I'm in. I'm in. I want to hang out with Iggy. We never have done that. Just pass each other in the hallways. Yeah, you watch his cooking show though. Anytime, buddy. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the, the cooking show. I haven't watched it in a while. I got to admit there, but uh, well, I haven't done I, it in a while, so you're not. Yeah, anything. with all this trade deadline stuff i could use a relaxing night on the couch just watching the asparagus uh, heat up mm-hmm. <laughs> well i'm doing scallops tonight maybe i'll do a show i haven't done one in a while do a show do a little presentation if, if you do the scallops man i'll meet you in the hallway at the uh, hubbard because uh, i'm a big scallop guy and i haven't had one in a while we'll come in tomorrow and doug will get the leftovers yeah. he's All in right. calgary Deal. he's too busy um, I'll be there. That's not that far away. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, as always, Jr. Uh, go read Jr.'s new article in the Athletic about the uh, why the Red Wings and Blues make so many trades with each other. Um, I just read that while we had you on, Jr. Another excellent piece, and thank you for joining us as you do every Wednesday, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Take it easy, buddy. Thank you, Mark. Well, all right, <laughs> rough seat. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, man. I was going to tell JR if he needs a good, uh, like, airplane book, something to knock out while you're on a flight. Once Upon a Rockstar. Rita Ray Rocks' uh, book on being a groupie. I'll promote it for him. Okay. <laughs> Easy read. A lot of great stories in there. A lot of bands that she's hooked up with. Which is a better book, the Chris Santilli book about Hedo or the Rita Ray Rocks book? Well, probably Rita Ray Rocks for the fact that most people enjoy music. There aren't many people that even know about hedonism. No. Although I'm in the book and you can see me, this is a half-naked picture of you in the book, right? Naked, yeah, yeah. I got my that knee, had to sell a lot of copies. I got my knee covering my <laughs> schlong. Oh <laughs> gosh, you knew the picture was being taken too. You posed willingly, posed nude. Oh yeah, I don't care. Mm. A flat stomach. Ripped. Yeah, that fake Rolex watch. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about no, that. No, I don't wear jewelry to the pool. Oh. Because I've got a lot of women, you said, just a fake Rolex. Well, a few women, mostly men. That got you men. Yeah, I hung out at Balaban's a lot, so I was... Not that that's a gay bar, but there was a nice hangout for the gays. And uh, a lot of guys would come to the bar and hit on me. And were you accepting of their <laughs> advances? I accepted their drinks. Mm. They bought cool. you drinks because of your watch. Well, I mean, I was tan... I had the Miami Vice look going on with the, you know, the blue or the pink coat, sleeves rolled up, tan, there's the Rolex shining. Yeah, it attracted some people. <laughs> and they had no idea that the, the watch itself was fake. No. Didn't care with the tan. It was, it was, it was the best looking, it was the be best looking fake Rolex you've ever seen. What, what'd you pay for it? Nothing. Nothing. Somebody brought it to my dad at the restaurant. He gave it to me. <laughs> you still have it? No, it lasted about six months and it started falling apart. Oh. As most knockoffs do, but yeah. it served the purpose for a period of time. Mm -hmm. A valuable piece of uh, equipment there for you. Why don't you bring that Miami Vice look back? Yeah, for real. Maybe it's I, mean, I, wish, to get lucky I wish that look would come back. It's I thought, not out. I thought Somebody got to cool bring look. it back, and that's up to you. I no, I think it, was it a is cool back. Look. I thought it was a cool look. White pants and like a, like a kind of... Blue, like white blue or white pink shirt pastels yeah those are those are in i have a picture that i have to find uh, -huh. uh i think her name was tona masi tona masi she was a she was russian she was a the number one tennis player in the world for a period of time tona masi i can't think of her name um if you just go former number one maria sharapova no serena williams no i would have to go look but i got a picture of her uh, at an event she was playing, and I've got the Miami Vice look on. I think I have a pink jacket with the sleeves rolled up. I have a polo with the collar popped. Oh, man. Um, Penny dropper. Yeah, I I got to find that, though, but that was that was a look. Tracy Austin? No. What year? Like, Russia. give me a year. Uh, had to be mid-'80s, maybe. Okay. Okay, in the mid-'80s. Uh, Martina Navratilova. She was number one. Chris Everett. Those two Steffi dominated. Graf. Fraulein Forehand. Monica Sellis. 
Nope. Uh, yeah, there's no Russians in there. None. Maybe uh-uh. it was the late 70s. Though. No, no. Late 70s. Still <laughs> pretty much the same group. Still Chris Everett oh, She was dominating. number one in the world. Yvonne Goolagong. Goolagong, she was Australian. No, that was Collie. She was, that was, that was mid-70s, I guess, early 70s, along with Chris Everett and them. No, I can't. Maybe she wasn't one or number one. Maybe Couldn't two, have been. number three. <laughs> none, none of this happened. None You're of making it, it yeah. up. That's from the no, 573. I remember the picture. She has a headband on. And you don't see a lot of women that wore headbands. Never to love and ever dominated women's tennis she, back then. She had a headband on. Now, there was a guy, I think his name was um, Carlos Rios. Oh, Carlos Was that Rios. a guy? Can you look up? Carlos Rios a guy? Carlos Rios. While you're doing that, I'm telling you, the tennis movie King Richard or Sir yeah, Richard. it was awful. You didn't like it? I thought it was really good. Will Smith won uh, Best Actor for that. Yeah, I don't know why. What What didn't you like about it? I thought the story I was thought good. I it was corny. Well, it was just a kind of a true-ish story. What was the last movie you liked? I feel like we've talked a lot about movies you dislike. What was the last movie you liked? Um... What was the one with, uh, she was a thief, Aubrey Plaza was in it. Emily the Criminal? Yeah, I thought that was a fabulous movie. I just saw that about three weeks if ago. If you haven't seen The Woman King on Netflix. Is it good? It's the best movie of the year. Wow. For sure. That's really? a take. That's it's a take. really quite amazing. Did you I mean, find a Carlos Rios? Yeah, he's an Argentinian boxer. No, he's a tennis player. He was number oh, one in the world gracious. at one time. I don't know about that. He was number one in the world. No. Marcelo Rios? He was at the number, world number one tennis player. Oh, his, I don't think his name is Marcelo. We would have remembered what was, what the number his, one player. What year was it? There's going to be a different uh, Rios. 1994? No, he turned pro in 94. He was number one uh, 1998. March 1998, of course, Doug, the year I was born. Was and, it? and the month. It yeah. could have been Marcelo Rios. Um, and what was his? Well, he, he, he was at Hito. <laughs> oh, for heaven's <laughs> sake. He was, he was number one in the world. And I said, I can't believe the number one. Tennis player in the world is at Hito, and he was hanging on the nude side. Oh, he was no prude. And he was in the hot tub almost every night, and it was like six months later, he went, fell down, couldn't win tournaments, and got injured, and I don't think he ever heard from him again after he came from Hito. He never won after 1998, which was the year he was number one. March 30th, 1998 was the day he was ranked number one. So I assume you mean Marcelo Rios. Yeah, he left, uh, and I got a picture of him, too, at Hito. Clothed, but in the dining room, but... Back in those days, you had actually had to have a camera. It wasn't just your phone, so they knew oh, you yeah. were taking pictures. Yeah. Well, I, I would think cameras would have been frowned upon. Nobody took pictures of him naked. <laughs> this segment of Jackson immediately poking holes. Another tall tale is brought to you by Macy's Lactass Ale. <laughs> Lact-ass ale. Lact-ass ale. Poking holes in anything. I couldn't remember a name. Seriously, come by our crap. We're about to throw <laughs> it out. <laughs> it was like it was like tiramisu or something like that was her name. Tiramisu. That's a flavor. I know. Like, oh, it's a good. It's a good dessert. It is. I guess her last chocolate. name began with a T. Tiramisu. <laughs> you like tiramisu, though? You don't like coffee? Yeah, yeah, I like it. I got to go find that picture somewhere. <laughs> Jackson, you don't have to entertain this old smoke bag. That's my 314. It's not entertaining anything. No. I'm telling you a story about a couple of people. We were talking about Miami Vice. We were, yeah. So this is the show, huh? And that's when I had that outfit on that I remember. I got to go find the picture. And rolling the collars up and, and flipping the shirt collar, that's what got the ladies? Pop the collar and you roll up the sleeves on the uh, jacket. Another made-up story by Leather Allen oh, Poe. It's from the 830 Record. <laughs> I don't make up stories. But the Leather Allen Poe. And when you post things and, and title it "made-up story," you're just making a fool of yourself. Yeah. Because you can't prove you haven't proved any of my stories wrong. These guys are foolish. 
it's not foolish to download the TMA app and uh, no. hop into our app contests. We got two Compete. going on right now. Of course, you can sign up for the Milagro Tequila. Andrea Thomas Very. Listener of the month. Can you look that up? <laughs> He's doing a little live read right now. <laughs> I just remembered it. It's going to leave my mind if I know Andrea Thomas Very. Who the hell is that? Uh, real quickly, I'll, I'll get to that. Just wanted, The app contest we currently have, we got went and tickets to Evolution Fest, August 26th and 27th in Forest Park, live music from the Black Keys, Brandy Carlisle, Ice Cube, and more. And then also win four tickets to SLU versus Dayton. On Friday, March 3rd, it's the Billiken Blue Out, featuring a rally towel giveaway for the first 5,000 fans, plus Red Panda performing at halftime. Red Panda oh. is electric. If you haven't seen Red Panda do a halftime show, it's about as good as it gets. It's really? all on the TMA app. You just sign up, you make a little profile, and then you sign up, and you can win tickets to either the Evolution Festival or SLU versus Dayton. Email in for the Design Air Heating Cooling email today. All week, we're giving away the prize of two advanced screening tickets to Champions, the film Champions with Lee Harrelson, on Wednesday, March 8th at 7 p.m. at Ronnie's, at an advanced screening. So uh, uh, if you win an email of the day this week, you get one of those prizes. All right, Iggy, what was the uh, name you wanted me to look up? There she is right there. Andrea Thomas Very. Andrea Thomas Very. I said it was Andrea. I said it was like tiramisu or something like that. Uh, tiramisu doesn't sound like Andrea. <laughs> She's from Hungary. She won the Italian Open at age 16. And what about her? And she was at Hito? No, I have a picture of her with my rolled-up sleeves on, my Miami, Miami Vice outfit. Oh, and she was very attractive, I thought. Look at that. She's kind of cute. And she liked you a lot, didn't she? With the There she is. Got the sleeves rolled too. up. I'll find that picture at home somewhere. Okay. So I didn't make it up. There is a girl, Andre Thomas Ferry, and I took a picture. But I, she wasn't ranked number one. That's what one I'm going to do. World. I'm going to make up a story. I think she was up there pretty high at one point. Um, but I'm going to make up a story. I think I'm going to use the name Andrea Thomas Vary as my story about getting a picture with her. I mean, my God. You're kind of fed it's up with the listeners play. at this point. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're, you're just, everything I say is, you call it a lie. Andrea Thomas Vary is not a lie. Marcelo Rios, not a lie. I got that picture somewhere, too. Yeah. The tiramisu at Palmano's is the best dessert in St. Louis. It's from Mr. Slave. It is good. I love tiramisu. Yeah, I do, too. That's a, like an Italian restaurant. Have a nice big meal and you just finish it off with some tiramisu. Sure. See, they gave, what is it, Trotteria Marsala, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, one South City on Watson there. Yeah, we went there for Madison's birthday. It's a great spot. And they gave tiramisu for her birthday for free. We oh, also like ordered that? some desserts as well, but it was pretty good. It's tasty. It's I like know. a coffee cake, like real coffee cake. See, I'm more of a lemon meringue guy Are when you it comes really? to desserts. Yeah, I like lemon meringue pie. I eat cooked fruit. God, it's only 930. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> really, upset? What's the problem? Workday's almost 30 minutes over. Yeah, it's just dragging. Quitting time. <laughs> <laughs> Closing time <laughs> at 10 o'clock in the morning. What's got you down, Eggs? Nothing. This is just dragging on. I think the listeners have you upset because they're doubting your stories. Oh, yeah, they're well, That doesn't upset me. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they're making yeah. fools of To be themselves. honest, it's nothing new. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, something like that. Oh, just made up some name Thomas Very. Hmm. Cool. Well, I didn't make it up. I just no. told you. No. Yeah. No. Anyway, where would I post a picture anyway? Yeah, you're not on the fan page. You post it on the gram. Throw it on the gram. I'll share it on TMASTL Instagram. All right, I got to go and find it. I don't know if it's in a picture or if I have it in a folder in, on my computer somewhere. 
Seems like you guys are begging for a Biff call to drag your asses to the hundred. That's from Mitch. Beats by the Quan comes to We're so trying to get to email of the day, but it feels like that, that's going to be hard to do. It's always endearing to the listeners when you admit that you're just dragging ass. I'm done. I've been done at like 745. Biff that's texted nice. me yesterday saying he was calling in and, no, and nobody ever picks up the phone. I picked up the phone and put them on hold. Oh. Yesterday. Well, then he, he can't get on. To be fair, if you want to call us, there is a chance that we're not going to answer. But so. I did. I did answer. Uh, if we see it ringing, we'll look and see if, if we know the number and we'll put you on. I, I answer like 90% of the calls. Do you? Yeah. But there's some times where someone calls in once and has to call in again. It's not necessarily easy. If you guys were back there, you would understand my plight. Yeah. And sometimes we see who it is calling, and we don't want to put you on. Oh, mm. back there. I just look at the person. phone once. <laughs> it's like the first hour, I forgot it existed, and I'm like, oh, I should probably pay attention. The phone, phone lines do have a history of being poisonous. They're terrible. I mean, when did we go? Outside of 98, when did we go? Yep. Did it. Spready. <laughs> Got that? I like Spready's oh, calls. See, I was furloughed, every, dude. Yeah, every oh. morning about 7 a.m. Sensitive subject. You know, when Seamaster when left, I had to basically take over his job. And they offered me the job. And I said, am I making what Seamaster made? And they said, no, same salary. I said, well, why would I do that? What, are you stupid? Well, wait Welcome a minute. You said, uh, are you offering me the same money? And they said, no, same salary. So same salary as I got. Oh. My same salary. No raise. So why would I take his job? with the same money as what I'm doing now. Um, but I had to fill in until they found Gangster Pete. So it was like six, seven weeks I was doing that job. And to, God, answer the phone every day. To look at it and say, I wouldn't even let it ring. I would see who it was. I'd pick up the receiver and put it down. I well, how hard that. is it to answer <laughs> so you the just, phone? You would immediately hang up on them? If that's your job, how hard is it to pick up the phone? It was somebody I didn't want to put on anyway. <laughs> and I didn't want to hear, just listen to it ring the whole time because there was no, you couldn't turn the ringer off back there. Pick it up, drop it down. Call but we right were back. a call-in show. We were bring us your trade proposals type of program. Well, God, it's only nine thirty-three. I didn't like doing his job. My God, I was looking for links all night. I'm sending out the captain's log. Links all night. Yeah, because I want to make sure I had enough links for Tim. So I'm searching all over for links, and I do it every day. It takes me about fourteen minutes. Well. My, do mine right. <laughs> oh, gosh. I try, oh, to, fired. I try to find links that don't include a play-by-play from a Division Nine team. I like that's audio, that bro. Way different. Are you taking shots? The audio is no, evergreen. His links are good. Um, but I try to find <laughs> things. Saw other right through that one. I try, <laughs> find, I try to find things other than Dear Deidre. Well, yeah, I so I would find try to find links, and I'm going through the New York Post and all these English papers, and ah, you read sucks, all these this papers. Sucks, this sucks. Yeah. Well, I would read them. Now, be honest, Jackson. You see a headline, it looks fine. You send it over without reading it. Bingo. Yeah. See, I would read them to make sure there was something interesting in there. Oh, you can never read. Aren't there a couple of headline shopping? We'll do it. Aren't there a couple of websites that specialize in weird links and oh, weird stories? Yeah. Let me tell you about Metro UK, uh, thesun.uk.com, the New York Post, Vice, BuzzFeed yeah. News, mm-hmm. Huffington Post, all of those will get you some goofy links. Yeah. And then you go get some real links, like some sports stories. Because when I'm, like, getting links, I'm also getting links for possible topics on balloon parties. Oh, are you really? So yeah, there's if you some wanna... other places that you look for. A little peek behind the curtain of the radio business. You want a spring training story, just hop onto Twitter. <laughs> Everybody's swinging the bats. Lars Newtbar oh, yeah. going four for five off stubby clap. It's really amazing that, like, we take any stock in spring training whatsoever. 
That's what I'm always like amazed with. Yesterday's story was uh, O'Neill and Carlson battling for the center field job. Yeah, I saw that. Which is kind of surprising. Does that make you think at all? I saw Brian Hoffman tweet some about this where it's like, you know, possibly they're really high on Jordan Walker and left. Yeah, makes me think Walker's in, right? I mean, you'd have to think that if he's thinking about moving to center. I mean, he's clearly fast. O'Neill's fast enough to play center. He actually might end up being better at center, but then you're going to be like, I guess Carlson play right as well, but uh, well, Newt Bar's in right. You kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna say right field is already established. There, there's no competition needed mm-hmm. there. But if you're hearing O'Neill is possibly thinking about you know competing for center, that would make you think that left field might have a new uh, new player in there. It could be. Who else yeah. would it be than Jordan Walker? I think. Well, he hasn't had a bat yet. I mean, he could go one for forty in spring training, and he's back down in Memphis. Yeah, yeah. I think Newt Bar is as entrenched. In right field for the Cardinals, as Roberto Clemente was with the Pirates. For I actually think more so, and the same number. Oh my goodness, I didn't oh, even yeah. think of that. Twenty-one. Oh. Watch go, out, Doug. He yeah. could go over spring, and they would be talking about retiring his number. Who was? Oh, he could. Yeah, they're already picking out what bronze statue and where to put it. I don't it. know. They were thinking about adding it to the Jack Buck one, just kind of <laughs> with you know, a pepper put a piece grinder, of brass, and have yeah. him grinding pepper over Jack Buck. And <laughs> I don't know that that's kind true. of fun and quirky. Yeah, that outfield could be terrible, but I am <laughs> well, happy at damn. least that Jordan Walker will get a sniff day one. That, well, I don't think that got, that's a that's not like. I'm, that's sure. how they should do it. You got to work through the growing pains of the young players like that. You can't have them dying in Triple A. No, it just that's just not what you do for a top five prospect. So you you're all don't. for giving Nolan Gorman his time to get acclimated. Well, Paul DeYoung has that spot. I, I don't think <laughs> I you don't guys know, know that Paul DeYoung is the starting shortstop for your St. Louis Cardinals. Well, he was I, for I, a while. I, I want you guys to know that now, so when it comes to late March, early April, when the rosters come out, yeah. th- don't be surprised. Paul DeYoung is going to be a starter for this. What game. are they going to do with Edmund? Second? Then yeah, what are they then do with Donovan, Donovan will be a super utility guy, yeah. Oh, DeYoung's going to get 500 at bat. Ah, well, <laughs> it's a Matt Carpenter situation where they just can't give up on it. They paid him the money, and they are not giving up. Well, they got to find a DH. Now, maybe if, if you got Dylan Carlson and O'Neill fighting for a job, maybe the loser of that job is your DH. One of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, guys, don't sleep on Moises Gomez in left. That's number three and four. Yeah. He's he's getting a lot of uh, mm-hmm. scouts love him. Yepes hits. Yepes hits. Man, you're just naming one superstar mm-hmm. caliber player after the next. I don't know where to begin. We need hey. eight outfield spots. Now, you put the pepper on it last year. This year, it's got to be tossing the salad. Oh. No, we're not tossing salads. Oh, man. I, it, Flip that off. There ain't going to be a fringe player that's going to take— the beef is take, like that. That'd yeah. be too dirty. Well, hopefully. Kind of funny hopefully somebody with. emerges that, that we don't know. No, not emerges. I mean emerge like in the dugout or emerge oh. like in an interview or right. emerge like at like— Instagram Winter reel or something. As, yeah. as a like, gritty type player. Like really what the front office is looking for mm-hmm. is a guy that brings something to the table that they can sell. Or how about emerging away. through a trade maybe? Yeah, Carlson was four months removed from not being untouchable to now competing for a guy who's also been injury prone his entire career. Yeah. What a fall. Well, it's a long season. As we know, the lineup is usually different every night, so they'll all play. Usually the Except for Newt Bar. Every He's night. in right. Right, and that's final. And maybe and maybe your leadoff hitter. <laughs> and then you build your lineup from there. Right. I think Can a Mar- guy bat twice? Maybe Goldschmidt and Arenado will get a spot from time to time. But Newt Bar 
is written in cement. Here's what I think. I think Lars Newtbar is more solidified in right field than Arenado is at third base. Well, sure, with with Gorman breathing down his neck. <laughs> Gorman is so entrenched. He's one of those players that you just don't make a lineup without talking to him. You say, do you need a day off? I'm good, Skip. Okay, you're in there. Ugh. He's one of those guys that names his own days off. Oh, yeah. Have Donovan in there, 5'10". I just hope... Ripping him as a D8. I hope Newt Barr emerges as one, of the, as one of the best right fielders in the game. I hope so, too. It's not going to happen. Well, how do you know? It's not going to happen, Doug. Well, I'm with you, and I think Plowsy is, too. I am just... I don't get how everybody's enamored with a guy because he does a pepper shaker. The guy hit, like, 220. Well, he's yeah. a saber metric. I have never seen somebody go skyrocket so fast from a half a season of baseball in my life. And that's what I'm like. Lars Newbar seems like a good, good guy. Yeah. And in terms of physical, like, he has the tools. I'm not questioning sure does. that. Yeah. I am blown away by the hype. I am absolutely blown away by it. I've never seen somebody be an afterthought in June and in September, October, November, lists are coming out as a top five, top ten right fielder. In the league. I, I just, I, I don't know. Maybe I haven't watched enough of him. I'm not a sabermetric guy, so that's also maybe why I don't understand. I, it blows me away seeing all those articles and all those. I'm pretty sure nobody in this dais knows this, so maybe if it's a not list, a dais, it's if just the a listener out there knows the answer, you can text it in. How much do they charge for a Newt Bar autograph at winter warm-up? Ooh. I don't, I don't even think they allowed him to do it. Now, most of those guys, Probably those first-year players, you could, get them for like, sacred. you could get them for like 10 15 20 bucks for those first-year players. I'd be curious to see what his price was. Now, the Cardinals know he's popular, so obviously they're going to get what they can. Cause, you oh. think some of his popularity is due to his name? He's got a fun name. Big time. Uh, Plowhawk Tim is connected on our... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I'm waiting up. for confirmation to turn him on. So Hello? We got, we got, Hello? Yeah, there he is. You hear me, Nurse? Yes. What up, dog? Nurse? What up, dog? Yep. We, we hesitate to bring no, in because yeah. it's gone so well without you. <laughs> the listeners yeah. love it. Are you familiar with... at the clock. you familiar with Andrea Thomas Ferry? Uh, Stag Starlet? <laughs> She's a <laughs> tennis player. Former, no. former tennis player. Nicky got her, no. his picture with her once. So we spent 10 minutes on yeah, that. 10 or 12 minutes trying to find what her name was. <laughs> we just typed in headband tennis, women tennis mm -hmm. player in the 80s. I see they're not happy with the conversation on whatever's been going on baseball-wise. Has this already been read? Doug and Plowboy should have a baseball <laughs> podcast called The Guy Who Played College Ball and The Kid Who Played in the Dirt. <laughs> I don't mind. That's no, a long didn't. name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how well it rolls off the tongue. No, yeah, we're just breaking down Lars Newpar over here. Yeah, breaking down the oh, outfield. Back on Lars. <laughs> it, it won't stop. <laughs> well, we started with O'Neill and Carlson battling out for center field now. That that Yeah, how about that, that? O'Neill and center. Must mean that they're thinking Walker and left. I guess. I thought Walker was right. No, right field oh, is Newt no. Bar. Yeah, <laughs> what? He, he's more solidified. He's been living under a rock. Yeah. <laughs> Stirring the pot. <laughs> Uh, if hope. Lars Newtbar goes off, Cardinal fans win and our audience wins. And yep. if Lars Newtbar is a disaster, the Plowhawk wins mm -hmm. and the audience wins. No matter what, the audience mm -hmm. wins. Win, yeah. win. I honestly hope he b balls out. I hope I'm wrong. My <laughs> takes are usually wrong and I hope I am, but I just don't get it. I just don't. Sabermetric to me can be flushed down the toilet. It, I, I'm oh. over with them. 
I'm over having an advanced math degree from MIT in order to understand is he a good baseball player. Yeah. I, can't, gonna, I can't handle that anymore. I'm going to bring in my Bill James bobblehead for you and put it over there since <laughs> yeah. he started all this He crap. is the guy. He is the guy. I like Plowhawk always picks like uh, like one player each season to to be his guy. He goes after last year was Paul DeYoung, who had like one hit in the game. <laughs> Plowboy said he bought himself another month in the majors. <laughs> and it did because he's going to be a starting shortstop opening day next year or this year. Well, he did have the 30 home run season, all star oh season. He had that. That that earned him the contract that the Cardinals are paying for now. Remember how terrible it went to have Carpenter there for two and a half years after his big three months. Yeah. I think we need to take a page out of that book. Let's just rip that Band-Aid off, mm-hmm. put Lars Newt Bar at shortstop, they are and just be done. They're taking a page. They signed him to an extension, and uh, they got to pay for it, so he's going to play. Yeah, it, it is exactly outside of the number. It's Matt Carpenter all over again. Yeah. It's not a 20 minute. I mean, I think Carpenter was making, what, 20 and a half? I, I thought it was 18 that he made, like, three years there. Yeah. That's still a steep amount. And Dexter Fowler as well. <laughs> Same type of deal. Sixteen and a half. I well, think. every team in baseball has has a couple of lousy contracts that they regret. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was shocked when I saw Fowler said he's retiring. I thought he retired two years ago. Yeah, I hadn't heard his name in a while. He retired right after his contract, the escape room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean he was injured for two years and was getting paid. So now that his contract was up, it's time to retire. I don't blame him. No, nobody retires and forfeits the money except Mark McGuire. McGuire did. Yeah. yeah. What an idiot. He's the only one I could think of that did that. <laughs> I mean, that's just stupid. I guess he had all the money he thought he could ever spend and, and didn't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah, well, I guess just sit in the dugout and make $10 million. That's What else? Are you going to sit at home, do nothing, and sit, on the, sit in the dugout and make 10 Yeah, but he had all that attention, negative attention in his direction he didn't want to deal with anymore. I don't know how much he made. I bet he made... Close to $100 million in his career. Yeah, I would agree with that. wonder. Baseball reference will give us. All right, what do you want to say? I'm going to set the over under McGuire's career earnings, $87.5 million. Yeah. Under. I'll go under. Yeah, I'm going 72 and a half. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anybody want the over? No, I'll take the I'll take the under, too. I'll it? take the under. Oh, oh man, it looks like Las Vegas made a bad price. Iggy? Yeah, I'll take over. I was going to say closer to $100 million. All right, here we go. This is player earnings, not coach, anything else. Okay. Here we go. 74.688. Yeah. There you go. Under ships. Let's get paid. 72 and a half of my guess. I'm pretty close. Yeah. That would have been on the prices right. You yeah. were under it, but you were close. Very won. nice. He made big bucks, but he was just before the era when they were paying guys yeah. like that 30 and 35 oh, million. Year he made his biggest salary, Doug, in his final year, $11 million. Yeah. Jeez, that's the highest he ever got paid. Right. That's crazy. Nowadays, he made a total or... of he made a total of thirty eight million dollars from ninety eight through two thousand one, and yet he had been in the which is more than fifty percent of his career earnings, and yet he had been in the big leagues from uh, what eighty six was his debut first year eight nineteen eighty six. Anybody want to guess how much he made? Eighty six. I'll say he yeah, made four hundred eighty five. Two two hundred. Yeah, I'll say a buck fifty. And whatever the. Uh, Whatever the minimum wage was back then for players, like okay, get a number ninety thousand, sixty thousand. Wow, oh, that's crazy! Wow, are they counting the ten million he left on the table because the overline would have hit if that was the case? Uh, no, because he retired, so therefore he did not get that money. Yeah. Well, a person can certainly retire comfortably on seventy-two million. Yeah, and his life's not going to be much changed if he had eighty-two million. 
I'm trying to think what Lars Newbar's AAV will be. Mm. <laughs> well, you can live off 28 and a half. Back the up the Brinks truck. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you won't be living in a mansion, but you can live comfortably off your, off of what you're, your, when you retire. What is it? It's like 140,000, oh, 180,000 a year. If you max if you out play your, 10 years. your pension for major league, I think it's 175,000 a year. Yeah. You know, for the rest of you your life, you plus full a, medical and dent, or and all those benefits. I mean, unless you got a wife and seven kids, but I mean, if you got a wife and a couple kids, you can live comfortably. And yeah, could you live in Jupiter for one hundred seventy-five thousand a year, Tim? I don't. Sure. I mean, you're not going to be living. You know, Doug. What do you call it? High on the hog. Yes. Hmm. Walking in tall cotton. Could she in every? Yeah, night? tall cotton. As of about yeah, five years ago or so, you could have a really nice house on one hundred seventy-five thousand a year. My buddy it's gone uh, up so much now. Not a buddy, but I guess the guy from Canton who went to the NFL in like 2005. He was on Hard Knocks and everything, and became really popular, hunting buddies with Larry Johnson and stuff like that. Grandma. But um, he got to four. I think NFL is five years for your pension. You know, you get the full pension if you play five years in the NFL. That's tough in the NFL. He the got to four and a half. He was six games or seven games away from his pension, and, and they cut got, him. Cut him. Never got to see it. Not wow. wild, man. Like you are no. a half season away from basically never having to work again the rest of your life, and now he's doing play-by-play for Illinois State. Every now and then, you hear of stories of of teams that bring a player back for a game or two to hit the pension, which is awesome. To yeah. you know, because it's not the team paying that. I mean, probably is a bit like over time, but it's the NFL and players' association yeah. I think are paying that. Well, John Mabry always said he says my whole goal was to play ten years. And he kept signing one-year contracts and going to the Cubs, and, so he, smart. and he got to ten years. Yeah, so smart. If you get to ten, just the the salaries that they pay you after ten years, you probably don't hardly need the pension. Right. I think it's the medical would be very important for a lot of those. But even if you didn't have the medical, you could cough up a couple thousand a month right. for. Wow. Individual coverage if you had Look to. Look at you, baller. <laughs> it's not Damn me. Dog. It's professional athletes. The Lawrence Newbar's agent. Ladies and gentlemen, it should be a professional sport to write in for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. Hoot. Jordan or LeBron, the great debate is who is the GOAT in basketball. It's something that won't ever be settled. What is settled is who is the GOAT of radio. And that's Timothy Michael McKernan. The whole week he has shown up, sickness, audio issues, and preparing for a colonoscopy. Not many would overcome the adversity he's faced this week. Tim has and has passed with flying colors. My son is 13, and I will be filing the paperwork to change his name to Tim. (laughs) This performance has made me take a long look in the mirror. Doug, that's from Backdoor Buffet. Uh, I don't like (laughs) eliminating. so much. Backdoor Buffet. I think the constant overuse of the elevator at the Hubbard Studios is interfering with the audio signal on YouTube. Up, down, up, down, all the time, even when no one is in the damn thing. <laughs> I checked goodorbad.com this morning, and it lists the YouTube auto co- audio quality on TMASL's quote, bad, like embarrassingly bad. Seriously, it's the worst. Maybe someone associated with the show could do something about that. Just a thought. The benefit of the hollow echo sound effect on the YouTube feed is that I don't notice Iggy's heavy breathing or lip smacking anymore. So that's a nice little added bonus. I just remembered that this exact same thing happened at the old station and it went unresolved for a full calendar year. (laughs) So we better strap in and prepare ourselves for this unlistenable reverb for the foreseeable future. The main downside of the robot echo is that it provides or proves what we thought all along. 
this show needs to hire another producer. <laughs> yeah. If you're not going to fix it, maybe KG and O-Town could get the fuzzy robot Echo sponsored. Perhaps the audio would be resolved by now if Jackson wasn't so busy figuring out how to pack his life-size Frank Haith body pillow into his suitcase for that naughty guy's sex trip to the Smoky Mountains. Somebody fix it! It's oh. fixed. JV golf coach. Mm. JV golf coach. Frank Haith body pillow. Bad audio has kind of been a signature of this show forever. It's that's that's who we, we are. But we did. what the show yeah. is. It's been fixed. Though. It's fixed. It yeah. was fixed at like 7.20. Well, I don't know that well, we even needed to. Fixed take. for now. <laughs> Great that Tim was able to join us on colonoscopy day, sparing us from a repeat of Monday when Iggy Rand Point led the show off by airing numerous golf grievances with journalists he accuses of being unprofessional, but really he's just jealous that they're getting paid to cover golf every week while he daydreams about being a car then ran through a stop sign and dropped as many full swing spoilers as possible before the rest of the dais combined forces to steer the conversation to literally anything else. You want to talk about Min Woo Lee? <laughs> I recall last year Iggy tweeted his man crush following his T14 finish at the Masters to congratulate the quote cute little guy on earning an invite to this year's Masters, except Min Woo Lee hadn't actually finished high enough to earn the invite and Iggy was just confused. Speaking of Iggy being confused, my favorite part of today's show is when Iggy kept talking about how he interviewed the real Donnie Most from Happy Days when everyone else was talking about former TMA intern who never spoke. Maybe KG and O-Town can get Iggy's Confused Rambling sponsored so Hubbard can monetize the next time Iggy tries to remember who punched Sam Sneed. <laughs> Women wanted to be like him and guys wanted to be with him. Buck Swope. Oh, nice little email, Buck. Thanks for the drop. I didn't run Buck point yesterday either, by the way. Swope. No one ramp. And for and finally, uh, morning. If the ticket to see Bush is still available, I'd love to join you. I'm a married listener, so I believe that fulfills all of your criteria. Additionally, like Rita Ray Rocks, I too have a deep passion for concerts, and I'm always willing to do whatever it takes to get backstage. In fact, just last week, I gave mouth play to Gus, the new line cook at the Little Caesars off Natural Bridge. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I can get voice, access. To the dry storage closet where Los Lonely Boys were performing a charity concert benefiting bands that can't afford bus tickets back home. Tonight I have a reservation to toss the sally of a man called Sheldon who kind of looks like Algie Crumpler. Doug, wasn't he a tight end with the Falcons? Oh, what yes, an underrated him. playmate. Yeah. <laughs> He's the night shift manager at the Mobile on the Run right there off Hampton, and they just put some free admission tickets on the counter to see Jackal Napoli Sue. <laughs> there were 30 packs of he them up said here. I could have the tickets for free, but I like to do what it takes to attend concerts nobody else wants to see. That comes from, thanks, Ken. One of you guys text Cam to see if he wants me back on the fan page. <laughs> I got a Polaroid of myself with rolled up sleeves burning a hole in my pocket, and I need to post it somewhere. Uh, his first name is Thanks. No, I, uh, thanks, I Ken. One of you guys text Cam okay. to see if he wants me back on the fan page. Thanks, Ken. He, he's new. And that's what we have for the Design Air Heating and Cooling uh, email today. I had a check mark next to Buck Swope. We had a fine email. <laughs> but I'm going to go for the last fella. Thanks, Ken. Yeah, I'm going with the last guy, too. Oh, wow. There it is. Another win. And Jackson, what does that do to the standings? Uh, so we have Buck Swope with four wins. I mean, that's impressive. And then mm -hmm. Ashley Martin, Tunnels Talty, a wrestling segment, Pirate Show, Blueberry Pop Pop, Brian Henschen, Low Sween, almost wore a Lauren socks, and now can someone text Cam uh, all with one win? <laughs> I so think some I, of those are the same person. Uh, can't confirm. 
Yeah, well. So Buck Swope's still in very good shape. Yeah. Buck Swope is really in a good spot mm-hmm. here. I mean, we're heading down the stretch. Well, he's worked hard this month. He has. He's had some good pros. God, is it Buck Swope or is it Natty Nate for Milagro Tequila, Listener of the Month, or maybe somebody who just wrote in a passionate plea? Yeah, we got a bunch of new entries, so I'll have to, I'll have to get those over before we get to the, the second papal conclave. Jackson, bad news. No balloon party today. Rats. That's bad oh, news. I bet Jackson bombs. <laughs> what will you do with all the extra that time? Uh, frolic. I'll do some frolicking. Do some frolicking? Yeah. I'll, I Actually, I'll just get reps. More solo yeah, celebration just, for just, the Mizzou win. Yeah. yeah. I'll text Randy and see if they need like a NBA trade deadline expert. Yeah, Imagine coming come- give your opinion on the Hurricanes game and uh, Roar's uh, Hattie. Imagine yeah. coming into the studio just like when we're off air, just give like a 20 minute take and record it and kind of listen back. Like, oh man, I need to yeah, emphasize. Yeah, see how you sound with your mm. take. Oh, also, uh, the uh, winner, can someone text Cam, just won two advanced green tickets to Champions. Cut it out! Woo! Woody Harrelson on Wednesday, March 8th. Let's go. 7 p.m. at Ronnie's. All week, that's what we're giving away. So keep oh, firing in emails. Yeah. Things are happening. Uh, all right. Well, it's time for us to shut it down. My plan is to be back. I don't know if I'll be in studio. I don't know if I'll be at the home office. Uh, I went and saw my doctor with my illness thing yesterday, and he said because I'm already dehydrated, I might uh, I might not have a standard recovery from this procedure today. Doug, I don't know. I was planning on having a feast tonight. Now I, I don't know if that's going to happen. So well, you either way, uh, I will be gaping in 90 minutes. That's all <laughs> oh, you need to worry about. Clock starts now. Gosh. <laughs> yep. Yep, it starts on the Plowhawks only fans. And you can watch it live. Generated. Yeah, ninety nine ninety nine is the uh, is the fee. You can watch the recorded stream. Forty nine ninety nine. It's at onlyfans.com slash plowhawk. <laughs> that's where you can uh, see it. Time for us to shut it down for the plowhawk for Action Jackson for Kenneth Higgy Strode for my brother Kevin for Douglas Elvin Vaughn. I am Tim McKernan. This has been the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios.